0: The Bakers of Weber's Bread present your All-Star Western Theater. Drifting along, singing a song under a western moon. From Hollywood comes your All-Star Western Theater, scouting amongst the great western singers Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest today is Republic Pictures' outstanding star, Donald Barry. My name is Cottonseed Clark, and here are the riders of the Purple train. Riding down the Santa Fe, just beyond the mountain, and across the way. See that sun hang low in the west, Oh the land I'm loving the best, Here we go, my old pedo, gotta see a preacher about a gal. So let's the trail and yonder we'll go. Riding down to Santa Fe, hey! Riding down to Santa Fe. Riding down to Santa Fe. Gonna see the boss and I'll collect my things. Need a hundred dollars or more to get that ring. She's been waiting for me. Don't be slow, my old old. She'll be there waiting at the door. So let's burn the trail and the other will go. Riding down to Santa Fe, hey! The 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 cowpunchers who rode the range in the days of the great cattle kingdoms were independent critters. They knew cattle. They knew how to handle the routine of ranching life, and all they asked of the ranch boss was fair treatment and good food. Westerners today demand good food, too. And that's why Weber's Bread is so popular. Because Weber's Bread is good food. Good bread. It's well mixed and well baked. It has a firm, even texture. And a distinctive flavor that make it blend well with other foods. For breakfast, lunch, in between snacks, and for dinner, Weber's Bread really hits the spot. Next time you go shopping, buy Weber's Bread and try it. Your entire family will enjoy the famous bread in the blue gingham wrapper. Among your favorite popular heart ballads is this next offering by the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our singing stars offer their western rendition of "To Each His Own." Our rose must remain with the sun and the rain. This lovely promise will come true, to each his own, to each his own, and my own is you. What good is a song if the words don't belong, and a dream must be a dream? The flame is to grow, there must be a goal to open each door, there's a key. I need you, I know, I can't let you go, you're touching too much to me. To live, but insist, don't do more, to be here, or they'll never know what love can do. My own, one and only you. As we raise the curtain on your all-star Western theater for today, we welcome a return visit from the screen's outstanding feature player and character actor Donald Barry. Our guest star is heard as Jim Farr in a story of the West written especially for him entitled New Mexico Bad Man, with the writers of the Purple Sage, Boy Willing, Al Floyd, and Jimmy Dean. we join the riders of the Purple Sage for this week's Adventure of the West, we find them riding across the state line of Texas and to the state of New Mexico. Well, this is goodbye to Texas. That's right, and howdy to New Mexico. Hey, where does this road lead us to? Well, I think this takes us into Portales. You know, come to think of it, this is the country where that famous gunman, Jim Farr, has been operating. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been hearing a lot about him. I wonder why he ain't been caught. Well, there's nothing to catch him for. Nobody's got anything on him. That is, nothing that proves he was actually on the wrong side of the law. Well, that's funny. From what I've heard tell, he shot up most every ever town and every place he's been around. That's the strange part about it. It seems he's always getting mixed up in the things that's none of his business and winds up having to shoot or fight his way out of trouble. Just a hot-headed young fellow that's afraid of nothing short of Satan. Yeah, you know, he stacks up a powerful reputation. I was talking to Tom Camel over in Mule about him the other night. Tom said he was a pretty nice guy. Well, why is he always mixed up in trouble? Well, according to Tom, this Jim Farr has a powerful urge to hunt our troubles. Just for the fun of seeing how he can get out of it alive. Yeah, well, I don't get it myself. I mean, either. All I know is he's supposed to have everybody scared to death of him. And what's more, he seems to know it and enjoy it. Yeah, well, somebody will quiet him down one of these fine days. Well, right now, we'd better ride up. We're going to get into this next town in the dark. Yeah, I reckon we better. Get oh, up Come on, there. Get up Well, here's a crossroads leading in four directions. Uh, which one do we take here? You got me there. With our luck, we're sure to take the wrong one. Well, it's a sense we just can't sit here. Well, it looks to me, like there ought to be a sign of some kind around here. Yeah. Well, here comes a fellow riding this way now. Maybe he can tell us. Well, it'd be a fine come-off if he didn't know any more than we do. Ah, don't be so encouraging, D. Well, I'm just facing the facts, that's all. Well, we'll soon find out. Howdy, stranger. Howdy, men. What well, if you could help us out? Be glad to. If I can, what's the trouble? Which one of these roads is it that takes us to Portales? One to the right. Only about five miles. Much obliged to you. If you came along it had a stump. I'm riding that way myself, if you don't mind a little company. Be glad to have you. Fall in. Much obliged. What part of the country are you from, stranger? Oh, almost anywhere. Just wondered if you knew of this solid sort of gem far we've heard so much about. Yeah, what'd you hear about it? Oh, a little bit of everything. He's got a mighty big reputation over in Texas. From what we hear there, he's got everybody in New Mexico scared to death him. Is that right? Well, it might be a pretty good way of doing business. When people shy from you, then you're always 50% ahead of them. You. you might have something there. By the way, my name's Willing. This is Al Sloy and Jimmy Dean. Glad to know you, man. My what name is... Uh, just call me Joe. Are uh, you pretty well acquainted around Fortalis, Joe? Well, I'm afraid so. That is, I know a lot of people there. Well, we're going to try to hook up with some outfit there. We need to work pretty bad. What do you say we move up a there? I'd like to get in early enough to find a good place to eat and sleep. So it's me. Let's ride up. Get up. Come on, boys. There, yeah, it's not a bad-looking little town. I hope the food's good. And the bed is soft. Here's the best rooming house in town. Let's pull in here. How of you boys run in and see if you can get some room. All right. Come on, Dean. Right with you. We won't be long. Now, don't forget, I want a bed, not a pallet. You fellas say you've never been here before? No, nope, we're new to these parts. You want to watch the step around here? It's a pretty rough town. So I've heard. This is where that feller Jim Farr had one of his big run-ins, not it? Reckon he's left Port for Tallahassee for a Maybe so. Maybe no. Tell you something, Joe. You'll keep it under your hat. Sure. Well, just between you and me you now, I'm the only man in the country who ever made Jim Far back down. Is that so? Well, tell me about it. Well, just between us, he walks into a saloon over a mule shoe one night, and I accidentally bumped into him. He flies off the handle quick like, so I asked him if he wanted to make something of it. Now this is getting right interesting. Tell me more. Well, just between us, being hot tempered like he is, you know, he makes a pass at me. I ducked and let him have a pass to the chin that floors him. Well, oh, I bet that made him sit up and take notice. Oh, you just ain't a kid, and I scared him half to death. Well, no sooner did he hit the floor than he reaches for his gun. And what happened? Well, I snapped a forty-five and shot his gun out of his hand. And then he took off, off like a fresh-fired jackrabbit. So I scared him most half to death. I scared him most half to death. <laughs> Not me. I'm getting scared, too. Yeah, I guess it would scare him. <clears throat> of course, now, uh, this is just between us. Anybody else would... Uh, think I was bragging or something like that. Oh, well, I won't tell a soul. And you know, I sure admire a man that'll stand up to Jim Farr. Oh, it wasn't nothing much. I was just too good for him, that's all. Here comes Willing and Dean. Got us all fixed up for a room, boys. Now, how about stirring up a little grub? Now you're talking the language I understand best. Well, that goes for to me, too. We can get something to eat over across the street at Carter's Saloon. I got pretty good food there. Well, then let's get going. You say it's been quite a spell since you've been in these parts, huh, Joe? Yeah, it was pretty hot when I left here. That is, uh, it was summer. The weather was awfully hot. Mm hmm. Say, you know, I hope that steak I'm going to order will be big, thick, and rare. I just hope we can land a job around here so we can keep on eating. It's a good habit. It's hard to break, all right. Sure (laughs) is. Say, what's everybody looking at us for? Maybe they heard I was coming. Maybe they heard how you made Jim Clark take cover. What is that you said? Oh, uh, he didn't say nothing. Here, let's hmm. sit over here at these days. Say, with the way everybody's quieting down, you'd think... Well, you'd think Jim Farr would walk in. Yeah. And uh, what, what can I do for you men? Uh, bring me a big, juicy steak. Same for me. Meet him well. Uh, well done on mine. Yeah, just change mine a little on each side. And, and for you, Mr. Farr, bring me a ham steak and make it thick. What? What did he call you? For a minute, I thought he said Farr. He did. Jim Farr. That's boy, me. boy, am I in trouble. You've been holding out on us, haven't you, Jim. Yeah, I reckon I did, but no harm done. Anyway, Floyd knew who I was all the time. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> no, we had a little run-in over a new shoe one time. Didn't we, Floyd? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, I guess, uh, well, now look here, Jim, I, uh... Forget it. Uh, Floyd, you never told us anything about yeah, that. Yeah, what's going well, on? Well, well, that is, uh, I'll tell you about it sometime. Uh-huh. Boys, I'm not as bad a man as I've got the reputation of being. I can believe that, all right, Jim. But according to what we've heard, you've been into a lot of trouble. Well, I reckon I have. Seems like trouble just follows me around. Yeah, but what about all the men you're supposed to have killed? I never killed a man in my life. Of course, I've tripled up quite a few. Well, that's how talk gets around. From what I've heard of you, you'd kill more men than you could shake a stick at. Yeah, over in Texas, they say that Jim Farr leaves a trail of widows and orphans behind him from here to breakfast. The law hasn't a thing on me. And there's no law against a man protecting himself, even if he overdoes it a little bit. I just happen to be a shade fast with my gun, and when I shoot him, I know right where the slug's going to land. Right now, I'm ready for that state. And the sooner that waiter gets here, the better I'm going to like Where are you, boss? Sitting at that table over there with them three other fellas. You know, Dawson, (laughs) after that big scrape he got into last time, I don't see how he had the nerve to come back here at all. Jim Fire's got the nerve to do anything. Hank, Hank, come here. Yeah, boss, what's up? Hey, Jim Files sitting out there, and I want you to do this. boss. You're figuring on me going out and starting anything with him, you'd better think again. No, not that. But this is just what I've been waiting for. What do you mean? That newspaper man Phillips who's been giving me a lot of trouble here late. I don't get you. Phillips blasted Farber good the last time Far was in town. He spread his name all over the front page. What's that got to do with it? Plenty. This is my chance to get rid of Phillips for keeps and put a price on Far's head. Phillips is hot hampered too. And put your handy with a gun. Oh, now I'm beginning to catch on. You beat it off down to the newspaper office and tell Phillips that Far's at my saloon gunning for him. Phillips is fool enough to come down here and hold his hand. All right, boss. Leave it to me. I know what to do. Well, that wasn't a bad stick. I hope I don't fall over dead now. What do you mean? This fellow Carter, who owns the saloon, doesn't like me any too well. He might have poisoned my stick. All right, Paul. I hear you don't go for the way I operate my newspaper. I didn't even know you had a newspaper. Who are you? I'm Philip. So what? I still don't know you. There ain't no room in this town for outlaws like you. And I'm telling you to keep moving. And I'm telling you to shut up and get out of my way before I put your face in. Gunslick, don't push me around and get by with we'll the honest citizens of this town see to that. That's too bad. Now step aside. I'll leave this town when I get good and ready. We'll see about that. And see about this, too. Oh, oh you. you... What is going on you? Oh, Now, if anybody else wants to make trouble, then commence to begin. Come on, boys. He's just winged. Boy, he's out cold, Jim. Yeah, he's passed out. He'll be all right. I'm packing my roll and getting out of this town. We'll go to the boarding house with you, Jim. I've got an idea. We're not too welcome around here either. Then let's go. See? And that's how I get into trouble. Hey, one of you men. Give me a hand with the editor. All right, boss. We'll put him up on this table and bring him, too. All right. Must be pretty bad hood. Hey. This man is dead. Yeah, well, he was shot right through the heart. Well, boys, it looks to me as if Jim Farr has carried his gunplay a mat too far. He ought to be thrown up. If we let him get by with this, we're crazy. I'll put around that hotel. Now nah, you're talking, man. Start gathering up volunteers. Come I'm with you. Hey. hey. Huh? You take Phillip's body over to the undertaker's and have his family notified. All right, men. We got to work fast. Come on. Let's go. They said he was dead, Jim, and they've got the place surrounded. I didn't kill him, I tell you. That slug cut him in the, cut him in the arm just under the, the shoulder. I know. The fellow downstairs saying He was plugged right through the heart. There's something wrong. I know I didn't hit him in the body. He can't be dead. This is a frame-up. Just the same, Jim. You're in a mighty bad trouble. That mob down there means business. I'm sorry that you boys are mixed up in this. Oh, I don't reckon they got anything against us. Just the fact that we were with you. Well, that's enough. There ain't been one thing for me to do. So what do you mean? Start out the front door and shoot my way as far as I can get. Oh, that won't get you anywhere, Jim. Well, how can you be sure your slug didn't catch him in the heart? I told you boys before. When I fire a gun, I know where the bullet ran. Believe me, I do. I didn't kill him. There's something wrong. I know there is. Dean, stay here with Jim. Floyd, you come with me. Okay. What are you going to do? I just got an idea. Come on, Floyd. we got to talk our way through that mob. <laughs> Comes a couple of his gun slick friends now. Yes. We ought to string them up too. Just a minute, you men. You might as well tell the fire to come on under. Eh? Wait a minute, quiet everybody. Far has asked us to come to see the Undertaker. After that, he'll come down and surrender. All right, but don't try nothing, or we'll hang you men with him. We won't try anything. I promise you. All we want to do is see that Undertaker. Let him through, man. We still got Firetrap, and he's the man we're after anyway. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Now, look, Clem, ain't nobody to know about this but you and me and Carter, is that clear? Uh, But look here, Hank, it's my duty as an undertaker to report this. You ain't going to report nothing if you know what's good for you. But look here, All right, both of you, start reaching. What is it? You'll find out if you make a pass your gun. Now, look, look here, boys, I I ain't messed up in this at all. What do you men want? A report from this undertaker how Phillips died. He was shot in the heart by Jim Farr, you know that. Farr claims he was shot in the arm, and he usually knows the direction he's shooting. Now, come on, there ain't no time to argue. Well, here, I- I'll tell you what. Shut to... up, Clark. You shut up before you're out alongside Philip. There's a 45 slug that came out of Philip's arm just under the shoulder, and here's a 22 slug that came out of his heart. That's what I thought. All right, Mr. Undertaker. You're going to take a walk with us and do a little talking. I'll talk. And you're coming along, too, friend. All right, I'll go. <laughs> Carter's henchman and the undertaker, Jim. You don't need to ask him any questions. We got all the information you want. There was two slugs in Phillips' body. And I have an idea who fired the other one. I think Hank can tell us. I don't know nothing about this. Hank, you you start talking or start praying. Now look, Far, I'll tell all I know. Then commence to begin. Well, Carter plugged Phillips with a muffled twenty-two, just as you fired. He was after getting rid of Phillips and you too. Yeah, that's what I found in Phillips' body, these two slugs. That's good enough for me. Come on, Hank. You too, Clem. After you do a little explaining to that mob downstairs, I'm going to deliver the man they want. <laughs> well, it couldn't have worked out better, Dawson. That mob out there is going to take just so long, and then they're going to make a run on that hotel and pull Jim Far out of there by his neck. <laughs> And that'll be the last of the famous Jim's used Far, <laughs> how, how did you get away? It was easy, Carter. And as long as I was on the loose, I thought I would invite you to my hanging. Well, what'd you come here for? To pull you out of here by your neck. Now, look here. I had nothing to do with all this. According to Hank and the undertaker, you did. They're lying, Far. They're lying to you. I've either got to believe them or you. And you have two different stories to tell. Believe me, I ain't lying to you. If I believe you, that mob will string me up. I believe Hank and the Undertaker, they string you up. Now, what would you do in my place? Now look here. Listen to me, Far. Turn the truth, Far. Shut up. Yes, yes. I ain't, I ain't saying nothing else. Don't draw your guns, Far. Don't draw them. You know I ain't got a chance against you. I ain't going to draw unless you reach first. And what are you going to do? Just as soon as I get close enough, I'm going to knock your head right off of your shoulders, Carter. Now listen. Far. Far, you can't do this. I didn't guess that'll keep him peaceful for a while. Don't look at me, boss. I ain't in on this. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but I don't like your looks either. <laughs> so here's one for you. Ah, oh. oh, maybe. I wish I didn't enjoy doing these things so doggone much. Maybe I could stay out of trouble for a while. <laughs> Well, Jim, you were mighty wise turning Carter over to the sheriff instead of that mob. Yeah, and if I know anything about the juries in these parts, he'll string anyway. Well, here's the crossroads where we first met. I wouldn't take anything for having run across you men. Sure glad to hear you say that, Jim. Yeah, you've kind of taught me that there are two ways to do things, the right and the wrong way. Well, I was mighty proud to learn that Jim Farr wasn't the bad man they had him painted up to be. Boys, from here on in, I'm going to do my best to walk the straight and narrow. Well, that's great, Jim. Just watch that temper of yours. Yep. There's never been that one, but one man that ever made me back up. Who was that? Al, Slowey. Slowly? slowly? <laughs> Are you kidding? Gave me tell you about it sometime. Hmm. Come on, boys. I'll be riding on here. Good luck to you all. Thanks, Jim. And the Thanks. same to you. See you later. Say, Slowey, was he kidding about you? Maybe so. Maybe no. Come on. Let's ride up. drifting along. Donald Berry. Heard what our guests are today were Harry Lang, Eddie Fields, and Johnny Paul, the writers of the Purple Sage as themselves. Donald Berry will return to our microphone in a few moments. Let's listen now to another of those fine songs of the West by America's great Western singing stars, the writers of the Purple Sage, a singing Bob Will's famous San Antonio Rose. put within my heart lies a melody, a song of old San Antonio where in dreams I live with a memory Beneath the stars all alone It was there I found beside the Alamo enchantment strange as the blue of a bow Moon path, past that only she would know Still here's my broken song of love Moon in only my heart call oh, my old home from the sun and home Little sweet and tender like petals far and far. We'll speak once again of my love, my love Oh, broken song, empty words I know Still live in my heart all alone For oh, that moonlit let by the Alamo And rose my rose of and, and coals <laughs> ¶¶ Oh, my God. the worst i know cool. still is Much of the cowboy's routine was single-handed work in the early days. Each puncher was responsible for certain chores as an independent part of the whole ranch operation. The trust imposed by the ranch owner resulted in the cowpuncher's traditional sense of responsibility. The same kind of responsibility that the bakers of Weber's Bread feel today toward your community. The necessity of supplying you with really good bread. And Weber's Bread is good bread. As toast for breakfast, combined with your favorite sandwich spread, or when served with more elaborate meals, Weber's bread is a substantial, enjoyable part of the daily menu. So buy Weber's bread. Family and friends alike will enjoy the extra freshness and distinctive flavor of Weber's bread. Now, let's welcome back to our all-star Western Theater microphone, our guest star for today, Donald Barry. For willing, heard him over here for a visit with the folks. Don, today marks your seventh visit to the all-star Western Theater. And believe me, we always join with our listeners in looking forward to your return. Thank you, boy. That's nice. And believe me, folks, it's a real pleasure coming here and taking part in this grand Western show especially to hear the writers of the Purple Sage sing. As I say so long to you folks, I'm going to ask them to sing one more of one of my favorite tunes, I should say, entitled, I Still Do. Coming right up, Don. And until we see you again, so long and good luck to you. (laughs) Darling, many happy hours have passed away since The flowers we claimed the ours, and we still do. sure was nice of you to visit with us again today. Until next week, this is Floyd Willing speaking for Al Floyd, Jimmy Dean, and all of the riders of the Purple stage. and good luck to you all. From Hollywood, you have heard your all-star Western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star, Donald Barry, may be currently seen in Republic's The Last Crooked Mile. My name is Cotton C. Clark, inviting you to be with us again next week at this same time. Program came to you from Columbia Square. J.M.X. Los Angeles, the voice of Hollywood. J.M.X. Los Angeles, the voice of Hollywood.